Hello, hello, spooky people, and welcome to another episode. I am your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky smartass, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is my spooky, spooky gay, gay family. Hello, Sam. Hello, Pissy. How's it going? It's going okay. How are you? Good. I'm, you know, I got a day off yesterday for the first time in a while, and I'm feeling a little more well-rested. Apologies to all of our listeners who <laughs> were like, where the fuck is the episode this week when uh, none showed up last week? I uh, have been quite busy because of pride, so I had to take a week off, but we are back now. Stronger than ever. <laughs> That's a lie. Um, I'm literally weaker than I've ever been. <laughs> I've it, it's been kind of nuts. I've been running around like a crazy person, and you know, just driving all over. the The weekends have been rough because I do yeah. Fridays out in Fire Island, and I've been com- I've been commuting to Fire Island for years. Mm-hmm. But it's usually on a Tuesday or Wednesday, which already was bad. Yeah. And then you add, like, commuting to Fire Island on a Friday. Mm. And it's like, there are days it takes me three and a half, four hours to get out there. I'm like, I could have That's driven bizarre. to Boston. <laughs> like, it's insane. Um, There are days I leave my apartment at, like, noon. And I just make the 3.30 ferry. Like, just make it. And it's insane. Uh, but it's going well and it's a lot of fun. If you're ever out on Fire Island on a Friday, Jasmine Rice LeBeja and I host a show called Super Spreaders. <laughs> Every Friday at 8 p.m. in the pavilion, you should definitely come and see it. It's a lot of fun. We always have a good time. That said, I'm fucking exhausted <laughs> and I, I just cannot wait for the summer to be over. It's like... Why does the busiest time of the year also have to be like the hottest and sweatiest and most awful? I hate the summertime. <laughs> I really, truly do. I don't I don't understand how people love it so much. I don't get it either. It's definitely not my favorite time of year, um, mostly because like in winter, if you're cold, you put on another layer. Mm-hmm. In summer, if you're hot, there's a limit to how many layers you can remove. Yeah, you can only go so far where it's legally and socially acceptable. Yeah. So- and, <laughs> and so it's like, well, what what do you do? It, it makes me so mad because people are always like, oh, well, it's because you live in the Northeast. It's so hot in the Northeast because it's humid. It's so humid in the Northeast. You should go to someplace like the Southwest where it's it's a dry heat. And I'm like, <laughs> you're you can fucking die in a fire. I was like, when you are an overweight person, you know what? Have at it because. When you are an overweight person, there is no such thing as a dry heat. Every 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 heat is a little bit moist. It's just gross. Like as an overweight person, I hate the heat. I don't like it. Although I will say there've been a few June has been like relatively tolerable. Yeah, it's been because it hits nice. like 80 85, which is hotter than I want it to be but Mm. it's like I can suffer through it but then recently at night it's been like do you remember when we were kids and it used to like get cold at night in the summertime yeah it's been like that and -hmm. I was like oh I hope it'll stay like this through the whole summer like wouldn't that be nice it would be nice if it would be like warm during the day and and cool during the night like i i i i miss that so desperately you know it's supposed to be like 95 here on wednesday are you fucking kidding me no i'm not (laughs) which means it's gonna be like 82 overnight and it's like you can i I swear to god (laughs) just fucking fuck off every every month between june and september can just fuck all the way off (laughs) 
all the way off. I hate it. I hate the summertime. It'll it'll pass. I don't know what else to tell you. We're going to get to a point where it stops passing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point, unfortunately. You know, I was thinking about something and I was like, I wonder if this is kind of in a strange way within the natural life cycle of the Earth. Okay. Because when you think about it, like, the Earth has kind of heated and cooled gradually on its own Mm -hmm. over periods of time. I mean, we're talking like thousands and millions of years, but... There's a part of me that wonders if, I mean, obviously, I think there are some man, man-made man problems happening, obviously. But then on top of it, you add, like, the natural life cycle of the Earth. I'm like, are we headed towards, like, an inferno? <laughs> <laughs> um, Certainly hope not. That would not bode well. You know, I don't think it would happen fast enough that in our lifetime we would see it. But yeah. maybe in the next couple, <laughs> you know, and hopefully it's a good thing I don't believe in reincarnation. Though. Yeah, I know. That me would too. suck. I, I, I'm like, if for no other reason, I just don't want to be here when the planet explodes. But <laughs> I, I, yeah, there's no such thing as a dry heat. And I hate, I used to like the summertime. I used to like it. And I like the beach. I like mm-hmm. the beach and, and being like in a a beach a beachy town i like that i like mm-hmm. that feeling but i just don't bode well with the heat it's it just doesn't do anything for me and i fucking hate it and i'm not looking forward to the hot weather that is steadily coming upon us <laughs> <laughs> i fucking hate it but uh i will say you know speaking of being a fat person Ever since I started this insulin pump, I have lost 15 pounds. That's great. In like two and a half weeks. (laughs) It was like my body was like, oh, this is what it's supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be doing like, oh, let's get our shit together and fucking do it. It's like I've been eating low carb, no bread, low fat, low calorie. Like I've been eating nothing and and my body was just like holding on to everything for dear life and then all of a sudden this pump was like hey let's make our blood sugars like average <laughs> and every, and my body was like oh okay we can ditch some of this then <laughs> like my body should have been on an episode of fucking hoarders because <laughs> i've been eating nothing and it was holding on to everything i should probably have lost like 100 pounds in the last <laughs> In the last like six months, but here we are. I was I keep saying that to David. I'm like, you know, nothing changed. I didn't change my diet. I didn't change my exercise. It's just that my blood sugars were less in control. And he was like, well, you know, that's a good thing though. Like now they're under control and you're losing weight. And it's like, well, yeah, but imagine if I had been under good control while I changed my diet six months ago. And he's like, you can't think about it like that. And I'm like, no, you can't think about it like that. I can do whatever the fuck I want. And I'm a cynical motherfucker. And I'm going to think of it like that. (laughs) Didn't you feel that way when, when you got your, like your thyroid under control, it was like, Oh, I didn't change much. I just like the weight started peeling off. Yeah, no, the second I got my thyroid numbers, like, where they were supposed to be, I lost, like, 10 pounds in a week. Yeah. Because your body was like... nothing. Oh. Like, still eating ice cream every other night. Like, (laughs) lost 10 pounds. It's so bizarre. And again, diabetes and and your thyroid are actually very closely linked. They're both endocrine uh, issues. And your endocrine system is so fickle. Yeah. It is like... It's like a kid sitting outside and he's just surrounded by ants who are trying to just like carry a bunch of breadcrumbs home. But this kid is like manic and he has a shovel and (laughs) and your endocrine system is the kid with the shovel and it is just going to fucking town on your body, which is made of ants with breadcrumbs. And it is like, can you just fucking not, Timmy? Can you put the shovel down and stop? (laughs) That was the weirdest metaphor. 
that I've ever heard. But strangely accurate. <laughs> I didn't say it wasn't accurate. I just said it was strange. <laughs> That's how I feel these days. I feel like I'm constantly just trying to get my body to do the things I want it to do. And it finally is happening. It's working. But it's like, ugh. I feel like I've lost so much time. Like, yeah. I, sh- I should have been, you know, under 200 pounds by now. But I'm not. Well, something to look forward to. Well, <laughs> let's not get crazy. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Who knows when it'll happen and if it'll happen and how it'll happen. You know, I keep telling myself, I'm like, there will come a time when if you want to keep losing weight, you're going to have to actually try. <laughs> <laughs> and who knows if that's true, but uh, I, I'm sure that it is. I keep trying to like jar my body like once every week. I'll just, like, have a big fucking cookie. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I'll I'll bolus for it, and I'll take care of it so it doesn't go, like, crazy on my blood sugars, but I want my body to be like, what the fuck is this? Like, I just... Every <laughs> once in a while, that's the thing about your body. It's like, when you're losing weight, that's why you plateau. Your body just, like, gets used to the system. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, every once in a while, you just gotta, like, shock it back into production, where it's <laughs> like, you just gotta have a cattle prod... <laughs> To be like, hey, butt cheeks, get rid of some of that. <laughs> like, you just got to like zap it and be like, oh, I got to keep moving. <laughs> got to keep moving along the track. Uh, yeah. So that's been my two weeks. How have your okay. two weeks been? They've been good. Um, I, I did work this week. I did <coughs> spooky work this week. Actually. You did. And it was very was, good. Thank you. I can't wait for the day we can uh, share it. Yeah, it would be nice. What are you looking at? What the fuck is that? <laughs> what are... Do you see that? It looks like a square blimp floating through the sky. Oh, you're looking out the window? Yes. Jesus. <laughs> it does look like a blimp. Is it, though? It's square. It's rectangular. It. Are we seeing a UFO <laughs> while we're recording My Spooky Gay Family? What am I looking at? <laughs> What the fuck is that? We just take a picture. Here, take a picture. <laughs> Get your phone. Take a picture. And people are going to be like, asshole, there's a plane flying directly Probably. in front of it. It's a banner. What am I? Lo- there's no plane in front of it. Zoom in. It's behind that building. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, kids. We're taking a picture of UFOs. <laughs> so there were two rectangular objects in the sky uh <laughs> we believe it was a plane with a banner with or yeah. two planes with banners i think that just because it's over by the baseball stadium but there was something that looked like a it could have been a plane in front of it but this banner would have been considerably larger than the plane <laughs> and the other one did not appear to have a plane in front of it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think that the UFOs have come to take David. <laughs> Don't tell him that. Don't even tell him you saw it. <laughs> I, oh, I'm showing him that we took pictures. We will be posting pictures on social media because that was the most bizarre thing I have ever seen. <laughs> I was, I looked, I was like, cause it was right behind where Sam was sitting and I was looking behind her and I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is that? I was like, oh my God, it's almost Independence Day. We're <laughs> <laughs> just a week early. And just... we're, we're like, we're like, well, they would be about on time. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I'm just saying, well... If in a week we're all fighting for our lives, you heard it here first. <laughs> what the hell were we talking about? Um, we were talking about losing weight. Losing weight with your insulin pump, I believe. Oh, well, you know, uh, at least I got my cardio in now. I just got the shit scared out of me. <laughs> so uh, who knows? Maybe I'll lose ten pounds tonight. <laughs> um. Yeah, that was truly bizarre. But whatever the fuck I was talking about, it has been a lot easier to lose weight with 
the uh, with the pump. And I'm looking forward to continuing to do it. Hopefully, I I hope that it will continue to to happen. Yeah. But the thyroid and and diabetes, like I said, are so similar. The endocrine system is just a fickle fucking bitch. She just loves to fuck shit up. And, you know, my body is just not really... Uh, my body doesn't like to cooperate on anything. <laughs> Literally anything. I know diabetics who eat, like, bread and they eat, like, toast and shit. And I'm like... How do you do it? Like, I, I look at a loaf of bread and my blood sugar is like, it just like skyrockets. I'm like, why am I like this? Why is this my life? I wish I had an answer for you, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah. we are <laughs> very excited because this week, kids, we actually are talking about another phenomenon. Yes. A very famous phenomenon. A very famous phenomenon. A cryptid. Yes. And because it is my birth month, my favorite cryptid. <laughs> I think you all probably know what it is if you are a previous listener. Uh, this week, we are delving into the lore and mythology behind the one and only... Loch Ness Monster. And I am so <laughs> fucking excited. L- this is my favorite cryptid. Uh, it is one that scares the shit out of me. Um, <laughs> Does it really? Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't like things in deep, dark water. <laughs> why would Why would this not scare me? I don't. <laughs> uh, this, yeah. Nessie, though I am infinitely intrigued by her, scares... She gives me poopy pants. She definitely, <laughs> she definitely will ruin a pair of stockings for me. And um, we do have a lot to talk about. But before we do, we have a question from one of our listeners, Cameron Walsh, who is one of our Patreon members. Uh, hello, Cameron and Ish wrote in to ask a question. Anyone who is a patron on Patreon is able to write in and ask questions about the minisodes and main episodes. So if you'd like to ask questions, please feel free to become a Patreon member at patreon.com slash my spooky gay family. Cameron wrote in and asked, my question today is for the main episode and it comes from my dear friend Cher. Okay. Which really got my attention. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) I don't think it's the share we're all thinking of. No, probably not. Uh, Cameron said, Cher happens to be our paranormal team's cryptid expert. Her question is, it seems the number of Nessie sightings have really gone down in recent years. I have to wonder if that means the creature or whatever was causing the sightings is no longer there. What do you two think is the cause for this decline? This is a this is a tough question to answer because you're forcing me to out myself <laughs> in a certain way. Um I'm not judgmental about people who believe in cryptids. But I personally do not I, I do not put a lot of faith in cryptids, especially knowing what we know about Nessie. Yeah. Um so Nessie, to me, is more of a beloved little bit of folklore. Mm-hmm. And so I would say if if we're seeing a decline in sightings, I think it's linked to two things. One, it's that I don't think Nessie is actually there. <laughs> That's number one. Number two, I would say it's actually in a strange way connected to the evolution of technology. Um, one would think that now it would be easier to fake photos because we have so much sophisticated technology literally in our pockets all the time. But with that sophisticated technology, I think has come an evolution in our ability to spot fake photos and to spot fake things. And also just our understanding of the internet has led us to be more skeptical. And so... I think with this evolution of mindset, there are less people who believe in this folklore and in this mythology. So 
I would say the lack, quote unquote, of sightings in recent years has less to do with the fact that the creature is gone and more to do with the fact that it's just people have evolved past the point of believing in the Loch Ness Monster. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know. I know what you're saying. I also don't think that there is actually a monster in Loch Ness. Um, I think the reason we've seen a decline in sightings is also with the evolution of that technology. People are much more likely to know what they're looking at because we can do things like zoom in on our cameras mm-hmm. and, and the shit like that. So, I yeah. mean, it, there's a lot less... Optical I illusion. I saw a log and I thought it was a monster. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely a lot less optical illusion. Uh, there's a lot less confusion about what you're seeing. Yeah. Uh, and I want to point out that if that was a plane flying over the <laughs> baseball stadium, it is gone. <laughs> so it's not making passes. That said, um, yeah, I would say at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is I plainly put, do not believe in the Loch Ness Monster. It is more of a beloved bit of folklore that I have an affinity for and that uh, I have kind of an affection for. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, like I said before, I'm not going to shit on anybody. If you believe in the Loch Ness Monster... More power to you. I I am not here and to many vanquish. People do. And you know what? I'm not here to to shit on anyone's uh, beliefs or ideas. I don't think believing in the Loch Ness monster is hurting anyone. No. So if if you believe in it and you think you have proof of it, then more power to you. I wish you all the best. I have not seen anything that has convinced <laughs> me there is a monster in in that lake. But you know what? Maybe one day I'll be proven wrong. And th- I, maybe there's a small part of me that hopes I am, you know? I think there's always that little part of you that kind of hopes that you're wrong. Unless it's about know? things you're seeing over the baseball stadium. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I definitely hope you're wrong about what's flying over the baseball stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. Yeah, I I I just love Nessie. There's something very beloved about her to me. And I th- I think it has roots in a few different things. A, I have kind of a a dark fascination with sea creatures. Mm-hmm. Um I'm afraid of them, but I'm I have this like morbid curiosity about them. Things like sharks. I love sharks, but I am terrified of them. Uh, and the idea of there being a monster in the lake really freaks me out. <laughs> and it is it is a large lake. It is a big ass yeah, lake. It's no joke. No. So and, so uh, you know there's there's a kind of have you been to Loch Ness? I have been to Loch Ness. Yes. Really? Yeah, we went um on our honeymoon when we went to Scotland. We right. went to Loch Ness as part of a tour. What did you think? Um, it is a giant ass lake. It is it is huge, and also Nessie is like the entirety of the local economy. Really, <laughs> like <laughs> like you could not walk ten feet without seeing a Nessie gift shop. <laughs> like there were plush Nessies, and there were like yeah. little Nessie action figures. They're definitely taking advantage of. The, yeah, no. The um, Sarah bought something. I think she bought one of the. It's a little. They're little pieces of stone, but they're like looped. So if you put them on a bookshelf, it looks like it's like dipping in and out of the bookshelf. Oh yeah, yeah. It's, it's I, I see what you're saying. <clears throat> but like, yeah, no, you get there and it's just all Nessie all the time. Can you see side to side on the lake? Not completely. Really? No. Huh. I guess that's why that that lore exists because you know as a kid you imagine like a lake is not yeah. that big so you're like well how could we not have found this by now <laughs> <laughs> but we're talking like a huge huge body of water yeah no it's not a small lake by any by you could any boat stretch. on it oh easily easily there are several tour charter boats that will take you out looking for nessie 
if you are so inclined. <laughs> we didn't have time to get on one, but. That's kind of sad. I would love to do a Nessie charter boat. <laughs> it looked like a lot of fun. <laughs> if nothing else, because to, like I said, I don't necessarily believe in Nessie. I, sh- I say necessarily. I do not believe in Nessie. But um, <laughs> it's. I'm sure it's a beautiful boat ride. I'm sure it is too. You know I what mean, I mean? The, the country surrounding it is gorgeous. So I. I what can't... is the wildlife like there? Um, I believe there are, you know, red squirrels and things of that nature. There are rabbits and skunks and things of that nature. But what is the aquatic <clears throat> fish like? Just fish? <laughs> just fish, to my knowledge. Fish and eels. Eels. Yes. Ugh. Freshwater eels. Gross. <laughs> They're delicious. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like sushi. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine being terribly bothered by the boat ride, but I, I, I imagine it's probably gorgeous. I have always wanted to go to Scotland. I've always kind of wanted to have that, like, you know, you hear about, I remember when I was reading Patti Lapone's memoirs, Mm -hmm. she was talking about how, like, she never felt like she fit in, in the U.S., Mm-hmm. And then one day she was asked to go and film something in Italy and it was like a homecoming, you know? Yeah. And it was like, she finally felt like she found her people. They looked like her. They felt like her. They, they, you know, they had the same sensibility as her. And that's how I feel it would be like for me. I feel like if I went to England and Scotland, Ireland, that it was how I felt in Ireland. It felt a bit like a homecoming. Mm-hmm. It was like, oh, this is my place in the world. I, I, I think one day I wouldn't be mad at a migration. <laughs> or, you know, if I ever became rich and famous enough, I would love to have a home in Western Europe. I mean, I, I think that's an excellent idea. I certainly wouldn't turn up my nose at it. And I wouldn't be mad at Scotland. I'd even live near Loch Ness. <laughs> I'd love to have a little lake house where I could go and like spend the summers where it's like not Betty so White fucking and, hot. Like, placid. Yeah, just, leading, just feed messy cows, cows every night. <laughs> <laughs> Blindfold them and lead them to the water. Yeah, I would kind of <laughs> love that. I would love to be... And you know what? Sadly, I think it would have to be like the only way I would ever be able to move to a place like Scotland is if mm-hmm. I like outlive David because <laughs> David is never going to move to Western <laughs> Europe, <laughs> which means I am never going to move to Western Europe because there is no way I'm outliving David. Sorry. <clears throat> so uh, now that we've uh, we've touched on the topic, why don't we... Uh, why don't we get into the the nuts and bolts of our our good friend Nessie? Uh, okay, I'll give you. I'm gonna give you two options actually because I did um, some ancillary research for this as well. Ancillary. Yes. Do you want to do Nessie first, or do you want to do Champ first? Let's start with Nessie because I think that's where the lore starts. Okay. And then we can because there are there are like satellite Nessies. Yeah, there are a lot of them. I actually wrote several of them down. But it all starts in Scotland. <laughs> okay. Am I wrong? Um, looking at the... Actually, the first reputed sighting of Champ predates the first reputed sighting of Nessie. Really? Yes, by about 60 years. So maybe we should start with Champ. It's up to you. Let's start with Nessie because she's the, she's the topic of the day. Okay. So, right. so let's start with Nessie and then we'll get into the other ones. Okay, so the first reputed sighting of Nessie was in 1871. When you say reputed, you the mean first sighting that noted we know in a of. paper of, of some sort? The it, fir- yeah, some some sort of record of this exists. Okay. Um, it was in 1871. She got her name and became famous in 1933 when George Spicer reported that he had nearly hit her with his car. His car. Yes. He said that he saw a creature cross the road in front of him, claiming that it was four feet high and 25 feet long with a long, wavy neck. That seems shorter than I would have imagined. Right? Smaller than you would think. Not necessarily smaller. Like, 25 feet long sounds about right. Yeah. But four feet, that's (laughs) slender. (laughs) You know what I mean? 
That's not that. Nessie doesn't is sound, vertically challenged. There's nothing. that doesn't sound like the Nessie we've come to know and love. That sounds like an exorbitant eel. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> So in 1934, Nessie was, quote unquote, proved to exist by the surgeon's photograph. It's the famous black and white one with the head Mm -hmm. and neck visible. This photograph was proved to be a hoax in 1999. It was. Yes. In 1954, sonar readings found a large object following in the wake of a boat. Really? Yes. Um, Most people believe it to have been an algae bloom or something similar being kicked up by the boat. But it would have been picked up by sonar? Apparently. Into what the- would have been kicked up by the boat? Because Loch Ness is deep, isn't it? It is very deep. Do we have a Do we have a measurement? I do not have that information present, no. Okay, well, you keep going. I'll okay. see if I can find it. <laughs> in 1954, sonar readings found a large object falling in the wake of a boat. In 2007, there was a videotape of something dark and 46 feet long swimming very fast in the waters of the loch. Possible explanations have been posited that it was an otter or a seal. I'm not sure Wait. how they got from 46 feet long to an otter or a seal. <laughs> I was like, this is one hell of an otter. <laughs> but, but presumably this object was very far away and they were possibly exaggerating its size. You think? I mean, I doubt there's a 46 foot otter in Loch Ness. Like, that would be... <laughs> That would be a real monster to talk about. That would be really about. awful. And could be four feet high. Yeah. Maybe not 25 feet long. Yeah. But maybe 15 if it's four feet high. <laughs> that is a really A wavy otter. neck, though. That's a weird fucking otter. That's a Jersey Devil otter. <laughs> it's got the face of a horse in it. <laughs> and the body of a dinosaur. And the tail of an otter. And not even a tale. I mean, the story of an otter. It, it was raised by otters. In 2011, a sonar image of something five feet wide, again following a boat. Possible explanations are an algae bloom. They, all, they love those algae blooms. They do blooms. love the algae blooms. There have been over 1,000 eyewitness accounts of seeing Nessie and multiple searches of the lock, including but not limited to sonar hunts, deep water photography, and a DNA survey in 2018 that found no conclusive evidence of the monster's existence, though many of them claim to have proved that it doesn't exist. Hmm. Basically, the DNA test came back and there was no large reptilian DNA in the sample. So, I mean, that's fair, but I guess I, you know, I don't really have any understanding of how to analyze water for reptilian DNA. I guess it would also depend on what, well, I guess it wouldn't because I was going to say, I was going to say it would depend on what kind of DNA you were looking for. But if you found any kind of unknown DNA, that would be a good sign. Apparently, <laughs> you know? they, apparently they found a couple um, possibly new species of eel. <laughs> this way really yeah because they found eel dna that they didn't have like a perfect match for Hmm. so there's a possibility that there are some unique eels in loch ness but no nessie that's actually pretty interesting from a from a ecological ecological or scientific you know Mm -hmm. a naturalistic (laughs) point of view so the following explanations for nessie sightings have been posited and buckle up <laughs> otters again seals which are do are there otters and seals in Loch Ness? Yes, apparently there are. Okay. Bird wakes, meaning like the water kicked up by a duck. What kind of duck is this? <laughs> like a duck boat? Like one of those duck mobiles that like the like amphibious <laughs> boats apparently. But how big would this duck have to be? <laughs> it would have to be a pretty damn big duck. That's a hell of a duck. <laughs> a swan, especially, at least. especially since apparently this uh, the this wake of the duck has a wavy neck. <laughs> okay, so there's eels, mm-hmm. which I'm not sure how you would come to the conclusion that an eel is the Loch Ness monster because they generally stay underwater and well what I was gonna say is if you were looking into the water and you saw something kind of slithery motion big ass eel though I mean <clears throat> if there is a species of eel that 
they're claiming they don't really know about. It could, monster what eels. If, well, what if it was a six foot eel? You know, it could be relatively thick. It could yeah. look like a neck from high up and above the water. <clears throat> you know, an eel swimming ahead of an algae bloom. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, logistically, no. if, it, if it was a sizable eel that they otherwise did not have a knowledge of, I could see that being mistaken for mm-hmm. some a monster. Okay. So we've got bird wakes, eels, a Greenland shark has been posited mm. that it could be a Greenland shark. But again, no DNA for that was found. They're the fucking survey. creepy looking. By the Greenland the way. shark is fucking creepy looking. Like the Greenland shark is, is not a monster, but it looks like it should be. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking spooky as shit. Um, Isn't the Greenland shark the one that like, they were like, this is the oldest shark in the world. It's like 300 years old. It was a Greenland shark. I think so. Okay. Yes. I, th- I believe so. But um, also there are trees, um, trees floating in the lock could possibly be one explanation for Nessie sightings. Hmm. Seismic gas. Seismic gas. Yeah, I guess <laughs> bubbling up through the water. <laughs> I, I d- what? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but this is my favorite one and it's the best one and I can't even look. <laughs> I had to do 20 minutes of research on this just because it was there. <laughs> An elephant. <laughs> they were like, you know what? Hear me out. There is an elephant in lock. I think the only thing less believable than a dinosaur <laughs> is an elephant. <laughs> Why the fuck did they think there was an elephant in Loch Ness? Okay, so apparently when I looked this up, um, in the early 1900s when most of the uh, the eyewitness Circuses? sightings, yeah. They're saying that traveling circuses in Scotland would Just let dump the, the elephants in the, in the <laughs> would lake. let the elephants bathe in the loch, and some. And if you saw their trunk above the water, it could potentially look like the Loch Ness monster. That is that is one of the explanations for Nessie. And everyone knows that <laughs> elephants have always been detected with sonar following boats underwater. Followed by an algae bloom. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> by the way, just for uh, just for reference, the max the maximum depth of mm-hmm. Loch Ness is seven hundred forty five feet. Yep, that's very deep. Yes, it is. Very deep. We're talking like middle of the ocean deep. Yeah, no, it's not a small lake. Not middle of the ocean, but like pretty far out. Yeah. Yeah, no, it is it is not a small lake. Not by any means. Okay. <clears throat> Most skeptics believe that Nessie is simply folklore and that people see what they want to see when they look at the lock. That, along with several well-known hoaxes, account for the numerous Nessie sightings. Now there is, of course, also the plesiosaur theory. <laughs> it is often posited that the creature is a plesiosaur or a plesiosaur-like animal left over from the Cretaceous period. The following facts have been put forward to debunk that theory. <clears throat> The neck of a plesiosaur wouldn't be able to bend like the monster is often reported to. The lock is only 10,000 years old. And, <laughs> st- <laughs> and sightings would be routine if this were the case, as the plesiosaur would have to come up to the surface to breathe all the time. Yeah. So um, also, as we mentioned earlier, Nessie is a huge tourist attraction. Visit Scotland even says she's real. The surrounding area's economy is directly and positively impacted by belief in the monster. There are many Nessie-like creatures reported elsewhere. This is a small list. Elsie of Lake Elsinore in California. Hawkesbury Hmm. River Monster in New South Wales. The Lake Van Monster in Turkey. Memphra, the Lake Memphra Magog Monster in Quebec. I'm sorry because I probably didn't say (laughs) that. It's some kind of fucking like Tolkien spider name. I don't... (laughs) (laughs) Tolkien spider name. Memphra Magog? Memphra Magog. (laughs) Um, Loch Sounds Mar- like a Sondheim lyric. <laughs> Men from a gog. There's also Loch Marie, also in Scotland. 
Mussy, the Muskrat Lake in Ontario, and the Penned Oreille Paddler in Idaho. And Idaho. These are just lake monsters that look like Nessie. There are hundreds of other lake monsters described as being serpent or dragon-like all over the world. And of course, there is also our friend Champ in Lake Champlain, USA. Mm-hmm. I would say Champ is probably the most famous lake monster that is not yeah. Nessie. Yeah. No, and certainly in North America, it's it's the most notable of all of them. Um, I did do a little write-up on Champ, so we'll go through Champ as well. I'd love to hear it. <clears throat> the first reputed sighting was in 1819, though Native Americans had their own stories about a snake-like creature in the lake. Champ is described as being anywhere from 30 to 187 feet long. He supposedly is a serpent with the head of a horse and four flippers. <laughs> Why do you always have the head of a horse? (laughs) The head of a horse. Another Sondheim lyric. There have been over 1,000 sightings of Champ, including sonar images from 2019 that appear to show two animals keeping pace with a boat on the lake. Tourist boats have claimed to bump into Champ. There have been sightings on numerous ferries. Champ is formally protected by law in the states of New York and Vermont. But not the state he lives in. Well, I mean, Lake Champlain does have New York and Vermont on the lake. I suppose. Um, Champ is a popular tourist attraction, particularly in Port Henry, New York. Vermont's only minor league baseball team is named the Lake Monsters, and Champ is their mascot. He is often called the United States' Loch Ness Monster, and he is the most famous of the North American Lake Monsters. Possible explanations for Champ include a large snapping turtle, a long-nosed gar, or a lake sturgeon. Are sturgeons that big? They are sizable fish, but they're certainly not 30 to 187 feet long. <laughs> 187 feet. <laughs> yeah, that's champ. So, I mean, this is a good <clears throat> starting place yes. for, for for Nessie and for her ilk. Um, wh- why do you think monsters like Nessie have kind of become such a significant part of lake folklore. I think it's the lassophobia. I think it's kind of the same thing that you suffer from, which is that there's big deep water. What if there's something in there that could eat me? Mm. And I think that that captures the imagination really well of anyone who lives near a large body of water. So you end up with folklore about things in the lake. Yeah, that's fair. I think I think the lassophobia probably plays a big part in it. Um, I think the other part just kind of like, especially back, we're talking the early 1800s. Yeah. You know, with Champ, mm-hmm. at, at least, because you said he's about 60 years ahead of Nessie. Yeah, about 60 years ahead. And Nessie was <clears throat> 1871, I think you said. Yeah, I think Champ's was 1819. Yeah, so he's he's a good like 50 60 years ahead of of Nessie. Mm-hmm. And at that time there was a much more mystical interpretation of the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no I do. And I I wouldn't be surprised if that was playing a big part in this. <clears throat> you know, sea monsters were not an uncommon lore. You they heard s- they still aren't. I mean like <clears throat> There's still folklore about crap you can find in the ocean. <laughs> like like the Megalodon, for instance. Like the people yeah. who insist that the Megalodon is still around. Like, that's a sea monster. Just because we know it existed at one point doesn't make it not a sea monster now. Do you believe in Megalodon? I, Existing today. I don't. I don't think that Megalodon exists today. I feel like if there were 65 feet shark, foot sharks roaming around the fucking ocean, we would have bumped into one by now. <laughs> <clears throat> At some point, somebody would have come across one. Uh, I tend to agree with you. Although, uh, you know, then I get into that, like, conspiracy theorist, like, <laughs> but the Marianas Trench. And it's like, no, g- girls, shut up. <laughs> like, Steve Alton didn't know what he was talking about just because, just because there's a book that says that there was a Megalodon in the fucking trench. Is that what it was? But yeah, it was a fictional where, book. That's where Meg comes from, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um 
Yeah, I don't know. A Nessie, I think, kind of stems from the same fear. I think it, mm-hmm. and and but also from the same kind of misunderstanding of the world. Okay. Which sounds really shitty because I'm a witch, <laughs> you know. I, it almost feels dismissive, and I don't mean it to. But I think that this is kind of leaning into a different. Uh, th- this is this doesn't have a a theological system or a natural system. It's it's more of a superstition. Superstition. I saw something scary in the lake. Yeah, kind of thing where where you know. <clears throat> witchcraft and paganism really is more of a a practice and a, a belief structure about the world you're living in. Do you uh do you have any kind of affinity for Nessie? I mean <clears throat> I don't think I have a strong opinion on Nessie either way. I'm not one of those people who's like, Nessie's not real, stop being stupid. Yeah, I'm also neither. not one of those people who's <clears throat> like, Nessie is my favorite thing in the fucking world. And I know everything about <laughs> Nessie. I think that I think that it's a fun little bit of a tourist attraction for that part of the world. I think mm-hmm. that it's an interesting story. I think that I would totally pay 20 bucks to get on a boat to go look for Nessie, even though I know perfectly well she's not there. Yeah, that's you know, kind of how I feel fun. about her. It's just fun. It just is like a fun little thing to... I'm saying this in huge quotes, believe in. You know what yeah. I mean? It. I don't actually think Nessie is there, but it's like... It. And I think I said something similar about the Jersey Devil. It's like... There, it's just fun to have a folklore to, to be like, ooh, what about? What if? What if? What if? What if? What if? <laughs> and it's like, you know it's not there and you don't believe it's there, but like, it's fun to think like, well, what if it was? Yeah. And... To have this kind of little local mascot that <laughs> brings people to come look at your beautiful lake and yeah. spend money in the area and support local tourism. And mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'm fine with that. It's and, certainly not hurting anybody, you know. It's- and that's what I was saying before. It's like even the people who adamantly do believe in, in Nessie, I'm not going to shit on that because no. it's like. Even if you did, who are you hurting? Nobody is hurt by your belief in in the Loch Ness monster. I don't necessarily agree with you, <clears throat> but I I don't think you're stupid, and I don't think you're. Uh, I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you you're wrong because I guess I I don't really know, but you know what I mean. Yeah, it's just a fun thing to have in your back pocket, <laughs> and I think for me. One of the things I love so much about Nessie is, you know, obviously, we have talked many times about our Scottish heritage on this podcast, and it feels like something that is kind of mystical and otherworldly that ties me to my heritage. Okay. You know, Mm -hmm. in kind of a weird way. Do you ever feel that way about Nessie? I don't think of her as kind of I tend to think of Nessie more as this fun little phenomenon that goes on in this part of the world that I love very much so she's kind of like she is she's kind of like the mascot for a place I happen for, to for love for a, a place lot. I I happen to love a great deal sorry lily who's listening right now going oh i know and listen you don't have to you don't have to be a big fan of scotland if you don't want to be but i happen to love it quite a bit um yeah i for me there's just kind of a an oddly nostalgic feeling about nessie (laughs) does that make sense yeah i guess so i think she just feels a bit She kind of ties me to another world. You know what I mean? And I remember being a little kid and it was like the first creepy thing that I was like, oh my God, what if there's a monster in the lake? And when I was a kid, it was like, oh, you really could. Like you're a kid. You can believe Mm -hmm. in Nessie. 
It's fun to believe in Nessie as a kid. Like it is, and. Uh, you know, through that, I I learned more about Scotland and about our heritage. And there was this kind of like fun little tie to our family that we otherwise would not have had. Mm-hmm. And that means a lot to me. Okay. So you have a very <coughs> sentimental notion of Nessie. Yeah. It's just like. First of all, it's nostalgic because it reminds me of my childhood. And it also reminds me of like coming into like the creepiness mm-hmm. when I was a kid, you know, finding like cryptids and things like that. But then you also get into that kind of tied me into I wouldn't be surprised if things like Nessie are why I'm a pagan today in a strange way. Okay. In in that it kind of reminded me that there's this kind of otherworldly quality about the world and being open to the idea that like there are things I can't see but I can believe in and that I can have a strong connection to to nature and that nature has a quality that is powerful and maybe beyond my understanding okay there's I think that there's something in I think that there's definitely something to that no that sounds that sounds perfectly plausible do you ever have that experience with a cryptid? I have that experience with, believe it or not, with Bigfoot all the time. Really? Yeah, where it's that kind of... I'm not sure if I believe in Bigfoot or not. <laughs> I don't think I do. But, like, every time there's a sighting, I'm like, well, what if? That's how I feel about Nessie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Bigfoot, if I'm being honest. But... You know, the idea of a a North American land ape, you know, is far-fetched. But do I think it's impossible? No, we find new species of things all the time. I think the the fact that it's the size and shape of a man probably clues me into the fact that it's probably not there. It looks like Jim Carrey and the Grinch. Yeah. (laughs) 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 Vengeance. Um, (laughs) The fact that there's a Grinchy ape somewhere living in the mountains. Who knows? Maybe I'm... Maybe I'm totally wrong and he's there i don't think he is but uh, you know i i think there's a a sense of wonderment that i get from cryptids that keeps me on my toes (laughs) and i don't think in a way that i believe in them Mm -hmm. but in that it just keeps my imagination alive okay you know yeah no i can i can get behind that i think a lot of this actually does stem from the fact that we as adults are constantly looking for ways to play that are socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. And so many ways that we play as adults are are shut down socially. You're you're kind of called childish and called you know, immature for wanting to play or or to be imaginative. And I think that's where conspiracy theory really comes from. Mm-hmm. Because adults don't play. I'm, and I'm, I'm, I know it sounds funny, but I mean that in a very sincere way. Adults need to exercise their creativity and imagination. And that's why I think things like cryptids exist. Because <clears throat> when you are taught not to give in to the impulse to play, mm-hmm. it manifests in unhealthy ways. I, not that I think people who believe in cryptids are unhealthy. But it manifests in ways that are not controlled. Okay. And so I wouldn't be surprised if cryptids in a big way were the manifestation of adults' refusal to play. That's very profound. It's entirely... (laughs) uh, uh, What's the word I'm looking for? Um, Hypothetical? It's hypothetical. It's pontification. I have no rooted reason to believe that but it's kind of my interpretation of the data you know what i mean (laughs) yeah when you were in loch ness because i have never been there Mm -hmm. did you uh what was your experience of the area it was lovely it was a very nice little town um we went and got food right by the water it was it was very nice is the town called loch ness yes there is a town called loch ness okay I, I thought, believe. 
Because I thought Loch Ness was just the name for the lake, because Loch literally means lake. Yes, it does. Uh, is that just what? What is that? That's it's not Welsh. What is Loch? Where does it's Loch a, come from? It would from? be Scots Gaelic. Scots Gaelic. Um, yeah, Loch literally it means it literally means Lake Ness. Yep. Um, it, uh, Ness doesn't mean something, does it? Well, it's the river Ness. Oh, feeds I see. into the lake. I see, I see. Where does the river come from? Um, I believe it flows from the north. It flows through the city of Inverness Mm -hmm. and into the lake. That's all I know about it. And you visited Loch Ness, the town. Yes. Or the village or whatever. We did not go any further than that. That was actually the end of the line on the tour. Would you go back without a tour? Yes, I would. I would love to go back without a tour. Go back. I would love to go (laughs) with a tour or without a tour. I think there would be a part of me that had a little bit of fun on a tour, but I think ultimately I would want to go just to spend time near the lake uh, because it sounds like a beautiful place and to get to experience it kind of on my own time without having to be around other tourists and, uh, you know, to get to meet the people of the town. and, And again, it's like kind of that idea of like reconnecting with my heritage. It's like, I can go there and be like, I'm American, but you know, my, my heritage is Scottish and I, I was drawn here obviously because of, of Nessie, but I, I love this little like kind of countryside town on the side of a lake. (laughs) I, I like that. That's, that's like my, my dream is to live in a place like that. It is beautiful. Like I know I've said it several times, but I cannot express it's gorgeous. And the people there were friendly. Yeah, they were very nice. Um, to be perfectly honest with you, the entire time, we had a joke the first time we went to the UK that the English were begrudgingly helpful, the Scots were exuberantly helpful, <laughs> and the Irish were aggressively helpful. <laughs> like, and of course, Ireland is not part of the UK, but we went to Ireland yeah. at the same time. Yeah. But, yeah. But, but when we went to Dublin, this very nice old man, we weren't lost, but he. <laughs> He was like, do you need to know, do you need to know the way to the, and we're like, no, (laughs) (laughs) no, we know where we're we're going, going (laughs) but, but no, they were all very lovely. Um, I've never had a bad experience to be perfectly honest. My experience, because I have been to Ireland and I've said that before, but I have not been to Scotland or England. Uh, And my experience in Ireland is that the people were very, very friendly. I really loved Ireland. They were a lot of fun. They loved, I, I say this like everyone, but the people I met were like, I was in the big city, so they loved like music and everyone everyone wanted to go out to a pub and and just hang out and it, it was a lot of fun to be there. Everyone was very welcoming and uh it was interesting to meet those people. I I had a lot of fun meeting even the people in like when Jess and I were driving through the countryside, we met several people and they were always very like sweet to us like i told the story of murphy yeah. the dog on yes. the podcast once um and the the i think the police were so like tickled by the idea that we called like 999 to report <laughs> a dog on the side of the road <laughs> when it was like this is murphy and he is like a a, a town staple yeah like this is just murphy and he he wanders town <laughs> and we were like we were worried about murphy i think that was it, it seemed to me like they were like, oh, these people actually like are are like care, caring about our town and like mm-hmm. the fact that like this little dog might have been lost and we want to make sure he gets home to his owner. And I I really enjoy traveling to, to Western Europe. I really, really loved it. Um, and I'd love to go back. I think, you know, once it is, once all of this business with COVID is over, I think I'm going to put my foot down and say, you know, I've waited a long time to travel Mm -hmm. and I'm now in my thirties and I finally have a little bit of extra money. Mm -hmm. I think I could do it. Yeah. I've always put it off because it's like, oh, I have my whole life, but like, I'm starting to get to that point in my life where like, I don't have my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, you know, I want to, I want to go to these places. I want to see these things. I want to go to Edinburgh. I want to go to London. I want to go to Torquay. I want to I want to see these places. I want to go there and I want to enjoy them. Mm-hmm. And I would love to go to Loch Ness and I want to see Nessie. 
I do. I want to go there and I want to meet her and I want to shake her fin and thank her for everything she has contributed to my weird cryptid life. <laughs> I'm sure she would be pleased as punch to hear it. I think she would be. <laughs> I'm not going to Lake Champlain. <laughs> <laughs> Poor champ. I don't even dislike champ. I just, you know, if I'm going to have a sea monster experience... Yeah, I, I want it to be I want it to be a plesiosaur. Okay. I don't need a, a horse headed beast. <laughs> okay. A horse headed eel. <laughs> I don't need that. Who needs that? Nobody needs it. No, no one needs that. When you were in Loch Ness, uh was there like an odd vibe? Not really. No. No, it was perfectly pleasant. It wasn't like being in the Adirondacks. No, it was fine. I didn't feel like weirded out or anything, if that's what you mean. But when you were on the side of the lake. Yeah. It wasn't like you didn't have like kind of a gnawing feeling of like, well, what if? I mean, when you look out at the lake, it is, again, huge. Hmm. And I have to admit, I did kind of have a moment where I'm like, something could hide in there. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> but like knowing what I know of the many, many attempts to find the Loch Ness Monster. Yeah. Like, there's nothing in the lake. But you, you look, but you look at it and you go, no, I believe something could could hide in there. Whether or not there is something isn't the same as if it could be. And I think it could be. It's just that there's not. It's just that there's not. Because a lot of the theories about, uh, I almost said champ, about Nessie are that it was a plesiosaur that um, somehow got trapped when... Uh, Pangea kind of dissipated. Yeah. That was like the whole idea is that when the tectonic plates shifted, this dinosaur kind of got ended up getting trapped in this lake, mm -hmm. which we know not to be true because the lake is not that old. No. And also they don't shift that fast. No. It would be very, I guess it would be very difficult for any animal to be trapped by shifting tectonic plates <laughs> unless there was like a massive, massive earthquake, earthquake yeah. that suddenly closed off the lake somehow even if it was like it became shallow enough that the thing could not pass over whatever like rift or, yeah. or, or cliff or whatever um, yeah but apparently Nessie's able to like walk across the road and nearly get hit by cars yeah, so. <laughs> And she's only four feet tall, so, you know, it would have to be a pretty shallow, a pretty shallow cliff. Um, yeah, I think what it comes down to is, for me, I don't believe Nessie is actually there. But she is just a fun little, a fun little mascot of a place I love. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Do you have... Uh, do you have a feeling about whether or not you would go scuba diving in Loch Ness? I wouldn't go scuba diving anywhere. So, because I'm terrified of the idea of scuba diving. Yeah, me too. So the answer is no, just based on that. I think if I had the stomach for it, I think that I might want to do it. But at the same time, like the water's all murky and it's That's dark. That's what freaks me and, out. like... Like I could go scuba diving like in the Caribbean, <laughs> where you can see three sixty everything around you. I don't think I could do it in like murky, water. murky, muddy water. I don't think I could do it. Yeah, that definitely weirds me. That would me creep out. me the fuck out. Because there are like basking sharks and Greenland sharks. Not mm. that I think they would hurt me. No, but like I wouldn't want to like bump into one. Basking sharks freak me out. Just. The way their mouths look when they're open. Yeah, is they're just, creepy. They're fucking creepy. I don't like them. It's it's. Like... And I wouldn't want to run into like an eel <laughs> trailing an, an algae bloom <laughs> with, with, with a, an elephant behind with an elephant and a 14 foot otter. <laughs> a 46 foot otter. A 46 foot otter. <laughs> they're all like sitting at the bottom of the lake playing cards. They're like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> They're like, guys, there's somebody here. <laughs> they found us. Um, 
Any final thoughts on Nessie before we say goodnight? I don't think so. I think we've I think we've hit everything. Yeah, I I would love to if you're someone who believes in Nessie, I would we would love to hear from you and we would love to hear what proof kind of uh swayed you one way or the other. And if you don't believe in Nessie, I'd love we'd love to hear what proof swayed you one way or another. Um, please let us know because we love, love, love talking about cryptids, especially my favorite one, the one and only Miss Nessie. Uh, let us know your thoughts. Let us know exactly what you think. If you are listening and you are in Scotland and you have a fun Nessie story, I am literally begging you. I'm literally begging you, please let us know your thoughts on Nessie and your weird cryptid experiences. But uh, otherwise, we will be back next week with more uh, mini-sodes out uh, on Monday on Patreon and another spooky, spooky episode right here wherever you are listening. So until then, stay spooky and remember. Weatherall didn't just photograph the model on Loch Ness. He went a step further. His hippo foot hoax had ensured that nobody would believe him if he produced the new picture. So he persuaded Robert Wilson, a respected London-based surgeon, to join in the hoax. Wilson, who loved practical jokes, agreed to pretend to the press that he had taken the picture. The hoax was a runaway success and the surgeon's photo was accepted as proof that Nessie existed. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from Naked Science, distributed by Pioneer Productions 2004. Please subscribe on iTunes, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara Duel Productions.